welcome to Hot Talk. It's my Hot Culture Podcast, where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard, and joining me, as always, is my lovable band of goons. How do you know? Starting with Jeremy Lee. How do you know? And Tony Smith. What it do, baby boo? And where is Noel again? How do you know? <laughs> Noel is at work. You know, I keep saying joined, as always, by my lovable band of goons, but... It's not always. Yeah, it's we're not. Clearly not la- always. When's the last time we filmed an episode with all four of us here? Uh, probably the last time it happened. This is why you should support us over on <laughs> Patreon, because patreon.com slash ismahawk, because, well, basically that is what keeps the lights on, and hopefully will allow us to... Actually be all together. Yes, allow us to be all together. Allow us to be able to continue making the content that you think is really awesome. We just posted up, or we will be posting up an awesome exclusive Patreon episode soon. So make sure to support us on there to check that episode out. It's cool. We talk about all the new Patreon tiers we're doing. We talk about some of the new changes we'll be making to the second channel and to Minute Matchups and all the cool stuff we'll be doing. So check that out. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. We don't have enough likes on likes on Facebook, and we have ten thousand views a week on this show, which makes me feel like we should have more likes on Facebook. <laughs> so we do reveal stuff on our Facebook. So right now, go sh- pause it. Go to Facebook.com/slashismahawk. Like it. Come back. There you go. Thank you, Tony. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, uh, very specific. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you okay. Okay, all right. He's fine. <laughs> He's all good, everybody. No, uh, yeah, Jeremy's good, man. <laughs> Dude, I was watching Kind of Funny the other day. I don't know if you're done with your intro, but are you done with your intro? Mm, what am I forgetting? Patreon? No, that's I'm not cool. forgetting anything. I saw the future. I was watching... What? No, go ahead. I was just, <laughs> just ignore, ignore him. I was watching kind of funny, dude. And Tim Getty's story about him filming and like... I don't. You guys got to go watch this, man. He's basically talking about um, filming uh, his best friend's soon-to-be wife fiance Mm -hmm. he's he's asking her to marry her and they did it in disneyland i don't know if you've ever been to disneyland dude they shut that shit down like if you make a scene you're you're like getting in the way of their of the operations yeah they will like it's like you're getting in the way your your joy is getting in the way of their joy yeah dude the disney secret agents it's like yeah dude it's like monsters inc 2319 and they just like pop up out of nowhere they like just grab you and like take you in a big dark room everyone's just like where do they go (laughs) dude what just happened it's like and the other guys when they like take the guy's shoes and they're like their guns oh yeah did they take our shoes they took our shoes where's where's my gun where's my badge that's basically what happens but Tim Gettys is talking about how he was filming for this, and it was just such. I like. I rewatched that like two or three times, guys. We'll put a link in the bio. I'm sure Jamie will show a, a screenshot of it down here somewhere. It's uh, check that episode out. If you don't listen to kind of funny, go do it. He uh, Tim Gettys did a, a, like an actual compilation video of the entire affair, and it was f- absolutely amazing. Tim dude. also played the Blue Ranger. In uh, Power Rangers versus Voltron, Segway, uh, or Gregway. Sorry, Greg, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Don't sue me. Uh, so, uh, sp- speaking of Greg Miller as well, uh, we had uh, an awesome time making Power Rangers versus Voltron. Please, guys, go check out the video. Go share it. Go make sure to uh, share it with everybody and give it a good thumbs up, even if you didn't like it. Show it at your assembly at your school. Because what? you guys sharing that video, Why? whether you liked it or you didn't, helps us keep the lights on. And if you liked any of our videos in the past, well, supporting the videos that we come mm-hmm. out with, 
you know, every time yeah. helps it to... literally keeps the lights on. Yeah. This one's dying, guys. And uh, I'm trying to keep it on right now. <laughs> you think we're joking? No, we're, we're not. Nope. We are not. I'm laughing out of... Um, pain? Sheer sorrow. Sheer sorrow. <laughs> so, uh, be sure to go... hides the pain. <laughs> be sure to go check that out. Please support us on there. Please support all of our friends who were a part of the video. Check out the behind the scenes. We just dropped it. And if you were an aspiring filmmaker... Check out Roundtable Studios' channel because he posted our very first VFX breakdown slash CGI breakdown on his channel. It is uh, it is a collaboration video between Ismahawk and Roundtable Studios, and it is freaking one of the coolest videos I think we've ever made. Uh, just because it's the only time I think we've ever given you a really in-depth look at our process at doing VFX and... and uh, and the actual post-production aspect of our videos. And I think it'll give you a really good insight to how we go about doing things. So please check that out. Uh, and subscribe to his channel. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good good friend. And uh, him and his entire team uh, broke their backs for this project to help make it happen. And uh, we couldn't have done it without them. And, uh, and we want to make sure we see them... Uh, succeed. And hopefully that you guys will show them the same love and respect that you show us. Because... They put everything on the line to be a part of this project, and we just want to make sure it's worth it for them. Uh, so without further ado, let's start talking about the first topic of the day. What do you guys think? Logan or Guardians? Logan. All right, Logan, or or how they say, Brogan. Brogan. Hello. What? <laughs> what was that? They just dropped the trailer for the new Wolverine film, Logan. 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 And, or the it's, the Logans of us, yeah, the, the last of Logans. Dude, that was so last of us. What do you guys? What do you got? What are the thoughts? It's pretty intense. It's the most yeah, like R-rated X-Men thing I've seen so far. Live action, more than Deadpool. Yeah. Well, nah, maybe in the sense of like it being <clears throat> more serious. Maybe having a little bit more of a serious tone. R-rated for a different reason. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Set Deadpool aside for a sec. Um, <laughs> Deadpool aside. Just judge. Like, was this a Red Band trailer? Oh, no. There was, there a, was Red a Red Band, Band trailer. Version. That's the one I saw where Wolverine just straight up, bam, his claws right up that guy's head. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Oh, you didn't see the I Red Band trailer? I'm yeah, gonna, it totally that one happened. Out. Oh, my God. Dude, That's the dope. Red Band trailer was insane. Like, it's the same exact trailer. The only difference is there's one shot at the end of the video where you see this guy standing there and you see like Wolverine, I don't know, it looks like he's coming out from behind a corner or something and then just uppercuts the guy right in the jaw and then you see his claws popping out the top of of the guy's head covered with like a little bit of blood. Good God. And you're just like, yes, this is what I've been wanting to see all along. I was at work when I watched that and I was like, hmm, should not be watching a Red Band trailer at work. <laughs> what do you guys think about the... Ah, oh, damn it. Hate you. I'm not even gonna address that. Uh, <laughs> just did. how did you feel about the tone? Uh, dark, man. Really, really dark. And it's so interesting that everybody kind of correlated it and compared it to Last of Us mm. because I honestly, I've played like maybe three or four minutes of that game. So I, I've never really been into that game. But right when someone said it, I was like, "Yep, nailed it. Right on, right on the head." X23 is Ellie. Oh, yep. yeah, totally. I, totally. I think it's going to be great, man. I'm really excited. There's so many great... I said this on Twitter. I was like, there are... And I actually... Re, that's how I retweeted Logan. Um, it's just like there's so many great superhero films coming out. Just, I'm so stoked. So stoked. Yeah. I, 
I gotta say that the tone of this film feels like no superhero movie I have seen. Uh, it's yeah. It's very post-apocalyptic. It's very dark. It's but it's dark for different reasons. It's not dark like Batman v Superman was dark. It's dark like morbid. Yeah, it's more. It's like, definitely like morbid. He's, yeah, he's struggling with his inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. And it's po- it is is it post-apocalyptic? Uh, kinda. All the, it seems like all the mutants are dead except for a few. And I don't know too much about the plot right now. I'm I haven't purposely is haven't this been canon. Canon to the X Men world, yeah. The universe, the yeah. movie universe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, okay. I think it is because I mean Charles Xavier's in it. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is he's got to be pushing a hundred. Oh yeah, he's 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 an old guy. He looks old. That's impressive. I guess the you're mind impressive. keeps the body alive. You're, is the you're impressive. Which is really interesting because are you guys familiar with the Old Man Logan comic book? I am not. No. No. I actually, honestly, I wasn't even really familiar with it until you guys would say it every once in a while before the no. the, the movie was released because that's what you guys were like. What do you think they're gonna do with X Men now that? Um, they kind of showed a little bit more of his origin and kind of like this this other otherworldly cool Japanese style thing that we did with the last Wolverine movie. What do you guys think? You guys were like, I think they're going to do an old man Logan. Wouldn't that be dope? And I was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, judging from the way that the studio was talking about it or like people were talking the rumors, it just sounds like something that would happen. Because uh, the minute they mentioned an older Wolverine, an old, mm. older Logan... There's only one, really one storyline yeah. that talks about him when he's older. It's old man Logan. At least there's only one storyline that everybody is familiar with. It is, yes. it is True. one of the most iconic Wolverine stories. And can you let's let, just for I mean for the people who are I guess not necessarily up to date with that. Can yeah. we get like kind of like a refresher of that, please? I can give you like a brief and I read it yeah. a long time ago, man. Uh, but. Basically, it's like it's in the future. All the superheroes are dead. This it's not an X Men story. It's a Marvel Universe story. Oh wow! So I'm pretty sure like all the mutants are dead. I I, I you know somebody's probably Bruce banging Banner their banner is in it, right? Yeah, there's somebody's probably banging their head on their keyboard saying, "No, you they're fucking this person." But I'm like, I'm just gonna give you the general synopsis. So, uh, Wolverine's super old. He's got like a family and all that. And then uh, who's got family? Yeah. And then they all get murdered. Um, I forget. (laughs) I forget who murdered them. But basically, (laughs) I'm just just giving you like the stuff that I remember. If you want to know the synopsis of the story, I specifically have not refreshed myself on it because I don't want to possibly spoil anything for the movie for myself. I just kind of let myself forget. But Hawkeye is one of the main characters in it, and he's blind. Ooh. And and I think oh, yeah. that Hawkeye is. It seems like Charles Xavier is is the replacement for who Hawkeye's character was in the old in the in the in the old comic. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Banner was like one of the main bad guys, and he's like become all twisted and crazy. And like all the uh, all the villains each have their own city now. It's so like all the superheroes are dead, and each villain has their own city. So like Doctor Doom has his own city, and it will. Hulk has his own city and like like Wolverine's just like retired and just like left all of it behind and I guess his I, I think his family dies and then he jumps in and uh, and goes on a killing rampage. Hulk eats him at one point and then Wolverine like rips himself out of his body and like it's really violent. It's like there's so much blood in this comic book. It's super violent. Yes. yes. But so this it, it seems like the Logan film is going to be loosely based as always. Loosely based off of the comic, especially because they don't have access to any of the mutants. 
Mr. Sinister is going to be the bad guy. X-23 is in it. She's a clone of Wolverine, for those those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, They're really going really young with X-23. If it's the girl, it's confirmed, right? Like, the little girl is X-23? I think so. I could be wrong, though. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to look that up Interesting. Uh, after the show and, uh, and confirm. But, yeah, what did you guys think of... Uh, I mean, do you guys think... It seems like this is going to be pretty devoid of mutants overall. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about that? You guys like the fact that this is going to be such I a... I like it because it's a departure from what we've seen before. And yeah. I'm always down for something new. Mm-hmm. Especially since this is clearly R-rated. Yeah. Oof, totally. Not for the fact... Okay, so... It hasn't officially gotten a rating yet, by no, the way. No, I know. It hasn't. But I'm excited because... Um, not for the fact that... It's purely just R-rated, but it's R-rated as in it's it's servicing the story. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. oh, let's just make it R-rated yeah. just because Deadpool was popular. Mm-hmm. Because the context of Old Man Logan mm-hmm. is, like, really R-rated. Yeah. Oh, super violent. Yeah, and you don't want to dumb that down if that's mm-hmm. what they're going with. Yeah. Which I really don't know what they're going with. Mm-hmm. That, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Also, Neil Druckmann better have an eye out for Hugh Jackman because his contract is over. That kind of leaves room for, you know, the Last of Us movie. Uh, I feel like that would be a little too on the nose, man. Hmm. Don't you think? Don't you think it's a little too on the nose? I don't care Especially if it's on after the doing... nose. I don't care if it's on the nose. I just want a good Last of Us movie. I want a good Last of Us movie, too. And Hugh Jackman is a really good oh, actor. Oh, shit. Yeah. What? What? Oh, I just read the synopsis. Oh, my God. Of... Old Tony, Man Logan, Logan or the, put or the it new down. movie? Oh my god. Of the new movie uh, or the comic book. Oh why don't you god. go ahead and recap because I, I had a very okay. I had a very scattered <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> so apparently this is you you are in a sense correct. So post apocalyptic, all of the territories within the nation mm-hmm. are um are um, governed con- by different yeah, villains. Yeah, they're governed by different villains. Mm-hmm. Um is Hulk a villain now? He's gone like twisted and crazy. It yeah. seems like time has made him insane. Nuts. He's yeah. gone rogue. the anger. Yeah, because yeah. the anger. Um, so basically, um, Logan uh, has put away his claws and refuses to ever use them again. The mm. reason why that is, um, obviously, will come later in the story. And spoiler alert: I don't know if they're going to use this in the plot. I don't know if you guys want to know this plot of the movie. It's kind of well, that's the thing. I don't know if they're going to use this in the movie because it's kind of a big deal. The reason why all I'm down. Go okay. ahead. So basically, I mean, um, we haven't seen the movie, and this is clearly going to be different. Okay. So, so basically, um, he uh, has refused and gone into hiding in Sacramento, California, with his wife oh, and my young old children. Hometown. Yeah, barren land in Sacramento, children. He can't pay the bills, so um, he can't pay the bills. His landlords are the hillbilly couple of She-Hulk and Hulk's children, so they're incestuous children or like little hillbilly. Hulk. People. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot his his little incest kids. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude. That Ew. is okay. Ew. Uh, so, um, damn, dude, that would be a crazy Hulk family. Uh, go on. Okay, sorry. And so, um, Hawkeye comes to him, who is now blind, mm-hmm. um, older Hawkeye, and he uh, basically is uh, he. It's like, hey, look, he convinces uh, Logan to go out and make money uh, and deliver this secret package, which Logan is under the impression that it's probably drugs. Um, they go and they just get into situation after situation. Um, uh, Ashley Barton, I believe, is uh, Hawkeye's uh, daughter. 
yeah, daughter. She's now like a uh, spider girl of a sense, but like super, but like more violent um, and a little bit more dastardly. And she kills uh, the new kingpin and takes over Hammer Falls, which is Las Vegas, a uh, once Las Vegas. Um, Logan then Hammer Falls. Didn't everybody die in Las Vegas? Like all the superheroes died in Vegas, right? Isn't no, that they, where like Ground Zero was? No. So actually, what happened was Logan. Um, the reason why he so long ago, yeah. Man. The reason he put away his claws was because he. Um, there was uh, a supervillain attack of 40 supervillains to the actual X-Mansion um, that he knows of. Mm. And all, obviously in other places, too, when superheroes were, were killed, he basically um, guarded the last uh, X-Men children, the children that could come and to grow into mutants. Um, he then finds out uh, after uh, the smoke clears that Mysterio had um, gotten inside of his head and it was an illusion and he killed every mutant. oh whoa yeah <laughs> yeah dude that, that's why i did that. that i totally forgot about that yeah, I, I was like oh no and so obviously mentally and emotionally he's not okay so obviously so uh that's when i stopped reading that this the plot so at that point I'm i mean sure i can imagine that they would go with that with this movie because he struggled with that in the first x-men movie with rogue yeah so oh man uh, oh man interesting i really oh that's bleak yeah do you think they're <laughs> gonna pull a days of future past and then send logan back in time to change that yeah. if that did happen i don't know man i don't know I, yeah that's i crazy. binge read this comic uh, I I'm think when it. everything gonna, was out, like in 2008, issue. it's yeah. an eight issue comic. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go get him, dude. I'm gonna go buy it. So <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Old Man Logan, really exciting. Uh, Do you know what it reminds me of? What? What? Um, the Book of Eli. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, it reminds yeah, yeah. me of. That's what it reminds me of. The, just the, the visual, like the, the the visuals of it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and the tone and the color. I was like, this reminds me of something, and I don't know what. And now you know. You know what it reminded me of? What? I instantly thought the same thing as you. Book of Eli mixed with The Road. I was road, just about road, to say yes. Mixed with The Last the of road. Us. Yes, The Last the of road, Us, yes. Those Book of Eli, things. and The Road. Which Mashed in one. All yeah. three of them are great. So. Yeah. The Road is dark. That's one of the darkest movies I've yeah, ever Yeah, there's no watched, happy ending dude. in The Road. Have you fully, like, you guys saw The Road and, or read the book? Yes. Bits and pieces. I, I watched the entire movie. Yeah, you probably don't want to watch the whole movie. <laughs> no, it's uh, depressing. There's dude, no yeah, happy I, ending. I couldn't sleep for like a week. <laughs> Yeah, I, how did they even make that movie so barren? I don't, just yeah, I don't know. It's it's always it's always an, it's always really interesting to me. Like when I look at sets, and obviously a lot of sets that you see within superhero sets are like the Revenant and like Mad Max. We know the kind of hell that they went through. Oh yeah, you poor 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 human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do for the art, right? But you can obviously tell like within a lot of uh superhero style movies, they're um they're in like a warehouse with just green everywhere. There's green warehouses and you're just like It doesn't seem like that for this movie though. That's what I mean. It looks like it's on location mm -hmm. and like that's And I'm pretty really... sure the road was on location too. Oh yeah, I can yeah. I can I can imagine. They could have yeah. ventured it. You know, yeah. like huh? visual effects that are so subtle you don't even know. Yeah. I mean, remember Mad Max Fury Road? Mm -hmm. Seeing that before and after visual effects is, oh, yeah. is a treat. <laughs> it is a treat. It's a visual didn't treat. He, yeah. Didn't he and release if, that? Like, as yeah. like, a, like a, yeah, it's a yeah. director's cut if, or uh, if you guys didn't know, Fincher is amazing at hiding visual effects. Mm -hmm. so you don't even notice it. it. Yeah. Uh, Gone Girl, every scene in the house 
the outside windows are visual effects. Like the house isn't real. It was a set. The like what? <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's fucking is crazy. Is that even necessary? Like, why did you just shoot in the house, man? Well, they. I guess I'm if you want the house exactly how you want it, how to look. I was because I, mean, yeah, I was no, watching yeah, the movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was watching the movie, and then I, I was there was at some point inside the house that I was thinking, how? Like, what camera are they shooting on that has such dynamic range that the inside of the house looks crystal clear, and then the outside of the house looks crystal clear too? You're like, but, wait a minute. Mm, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait a goddamn uh, but second. They did an excellent job. Fincher always Fincher, hides man. his visual effects so Fincher, well. Dude. dude, when I saw the visual effects breakdown for The Social Network, I was like, what? This yeah. movie had visual effects? <laughs> yeah, of all movies. This one has visual effects? Oh, yeah. I don't know, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, Trent Reznor doing the, the score. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Mm, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Trent Reznor's good. great. Yeah. Um, just to transition us a little bit, uh, there's some been been some Deadpool news. Yeah, um, Deadpool little... news. Apparently, oh boy. The director Tim Miller. Which you know, it's funny. When I first saw the article, I thought it said T.J. Miller and yeah. Ryan Reynolds were <laughs> getting into a fight, and, and I was like, like no, "What? We're not the best friends? No, they're supposed to be besties." But no, yeah. Uh, you want to break that down, Jer? Yeah. So Tim Miller cited. So this came out. Uh, as an article, and I forgot where, comicbook.com. Um, Tim Miller has departed from Deadpool sequel, citing creative differences. And if you guys didn't know, anytime anyone in the movie industry cites creative differences when they depart from a project, it's usually not a clean cut mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So I really wonder what happened here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting because it's like, do you trust the director? Of this film, or do you trust Ryan Reynolds? Uh, and in most circumstances, I'd say I trust the director more than the actor. But in this circumstance, yeah. I say that keeping <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds—I mean, obviously they couldn't get rid of Ryan Reynolds, but like, yeah, the studio taking Ryan Reynolds' side—I mean, it does feel like the smarter business decision because Ryan Reynolds. I don't think the. It doesn't feel like the studio took. I think Ryan I think Fox was involved. I think the studio was involved because okay. at this point, from from what I read, it seems like after the success of Deadpool uh, and Ryan Reynolds being so involved uh, that they have given him more power. Oh, kind of like how Ben Affleck has more power in the Batman yeah. film and even Justice League. Granted, he's directing that, which is a different scenario altogether. But you know that these these guys have a lot of star power and a lot of influence, and and yeah. the studio reflects that. But apparently and, and, the creative differences was over the casting of Cable and the and the tone of the film. Mm. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What do you do? You think that they're going to let Ryan Reynolds direct or co-direct? Mm, I don't think so. No, no. I think they want him as an actor, but I, they want him to be creatively producing. Yeah, creatively involved uh, with a lot of the decisions yeah. made well, because this has been his baby for so long now, and Deadpool. I think it's as good as it is because of how. Ryan Reynolds has passion, pushed yeah. his passion into this project. Yeah, like yeah. he made it his own without even like literally making it his own. Yeah, so it's smart that the Deadpool sequel is his own. Mm-hmm. And if there's, because Ryan Reynolds has great ideas. Yeah, and especially for Deadpool. So if Tim Miller, so here's a question: I wonder if Tim Miller's creative differences are with Ryan Reynolds or with Fox. 
from what I understand, it is creative differences. I mean, from what I read, it was creative differences with Ryan Reynolds over the tone of the film and the casting of Cable. Something that I, I read said that they wanted, um, that Tim Miller wanted a little bit more of a serious direction mm. and, uh, and uh, Ryan Reynolds wanted something a little bit more comedic. Uh, and they wanted, and that was very much based on the actor they chose for Cable. Oh, so uh, which is again really, really interesting. And uh, and I, I don't want to scoff at Tim Miller because he, he's a VFX genius. You know, yeah, he, he is. His VFX production house is the uh, ones who actually went and worked on the Deadpool movie and were able to keep it so under budget and keep it so stylistic and amazing. Yeah, uh, it was his VFX house. So major props and kudos to him, yes. and I think that Deadpool, the sequel, will hurt because of the loss of Tim Miller, but I really am confident that Ryan Reynolds is, he knows what he's doing, and he fundamentally gets Deadpool, Yeah, <clears throat> I think, better than Fox gets Deadpool, better than most people get Deadpool, yeah. most, better than most of the writers get Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds get the, gets that character, and I think mm-hmm. having him in charge is a smart decision, Yeah, or at least giving him... Uh, an abundance of creative control is a, is an mm-hmm. intelligent also, move. Also, a good VFX artist does not make a good director. Yeah. So, I wonder what part, like going back to the topic before, uh, where does Ryan Reynolds start and Tim Miller begins? I think we're only going to see that answer to that question uh, with the Deadpool. And sequel. I wonder who's going to direct it now. Mm. Which <laughs> what was that rumor that you heard <laughs> earlier? <laughs> That people are signing a petition to get Quentin Tarantino to direct the Deadpool sequel. What the hell is that going to happen? No, dude. Okay, this is no. He's not going to do it. He doesn't direct unless he wrote. Mm -hmm. He does not. Yeah, that's like he's Tarantino, dude. Like that's. I'm pretty sure that's like just do franchises like this. Yeah, he doesn't do that. No, he also doesn't play second fiddle to anyone and any director. Also, he hates Disney. (laughs) Yeah, he does hate Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, no, this is Fox. Yeah, but still in, like, marvel The context of Marvel. Universe. Maybe, yeah. I mean... And also, I think someone said somewhere, don't quote me on this, but that he doesn't like superheroes or superhero movies. Shocker. Hmm. Yeah. Shocker. I mean, he's never delved, delved anywhere near that genre. So no. I'm, I'm not really surprised by that. Um it's just such a it's it's it, it like blows my mind because it feels like such a weird decision like be, any director who gets hired is going to play second fiddle to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds you can tell is going to be the one who if it's like if, if he doesn't agree with something he's not going to let it happen. Uh, yeah. So he's just got he's He got, works way too hard for this. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to let anybody else take his baby from him. Oh, I'm man. sure that's probably he's probably got I I can only imagine how that is because you can tell everybody i think on the deadpool just based off of the final product it's pretty clear that everybody had like a really good Mm -hmm. understanding and relationship with each other professionally you know something interesting that i've noticed and it might not be true and throughout the industry but what i've noticed personally is that people who are more focused in comedy based media or entertainment are more down to or more collaborative in the creation process r- compared to mm. 
someone in dramatic narrative mm-hmm. filmmaking. Oh, I can imagine. Um, yeah. But that's my experience. I don't know what it's like, you know, with other films or other sets. Yeah. But that's why I think with Ryan Reynolds in charge and he's, I feel like the first Deadpool movie is born out of just passion, passion and collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so if there's creative differences going on with the sequel, he is really, really down with, like he's really certain about one idea and he's not going to change it. Yeah. Is it, So you think it's like almost like there was like one thing that he will not like. I think it's honestly, I think it's Cable. I think it's the I casting think it's of the Cable. Tone. I think it's the tone dude, of the movie. Because the casting of, apparently Tim Miller had already had a set cast for Cable. And I think that... Who was it? It was the guy from Bloodline. Uh, the guy who was in Super 8? I think, like the dad? The yeah, dad in Super 8? I think so. Let me yeah, give what's me that guy's name? He's really famous. Uh, he was uh, he was the FBI agent in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, oh, he's great, man. I love that guy. What's that guy's name? Oh, um, what is his name? I don't remember. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to find out right now. <laughs> Kyle Chandler. Yeah, okay. So, But is the- Reynolds' disagreement led to the split. The pair also reportedly clashed over the direction of the sequel. Miller's preference was with the more stylized movie, while Reynolds' emphasis was on the quick-witted, risque humor that worked so effectively in the original. And this is coming from MoviePilot.com. Um, well, if Ryan Ryan Reynolds, I believe, understands the character the most, so if he has an idea like the of the tone and the direction of what the sequel is going to be like, especially considering dialogue, dude, like. So do what worked in the movie in the first in the original film. Based off of those of of those two things, stylized and what tone, was tone. Stylized in tone and then also raunchy humor yeah, from so the first. Yeah, stylized movie while Reynolds' emphasis was on quick witted risque humor. Okay, so take out Reynolds' opinion and take out Tim Miller's opinion and pretend like you don't know who said which. Yeah. If you were just pitched the the consistent risque humor from the first one, or uh, what was it's, it's like I what I'm thinking is gonna be more stylized in a in a sense of like the way that um, you have like an Elseworld story. I mean, what would you what would you opt in for if you as a viewer and you're given those two options, not knowing that Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller each had their own opinions? I would want to see what I already saw, and I would want it to be taken a step further. I would mm-hmm. want to see Ryan Reynolds do Ryan Reynolds as mm-hmm. Deadpool. I wouldn't want it to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same here. Because uh, that raunchy, risque humor is Deadpool. Yeah. Exactly. So, and he understands. Like I said before, he understands Deadpool. I just, I think the thing that I'm really scared about is that they're going to put too much money into it and then it's going to start getting messy yeah Ooh, you yeah, know what i mean it's like that once the studio starts just I, funneling money into something and they're like now they want their hands all over it yeah but i think ryan reynolds is going to keep that at bay because well, he knows how to control budget well was well that was our worry to begin with I almost prefer a smaller budget yeah. again, uh, again for yeah. them to have a smaller budget and to do what they did before. Uh, granted, they're not going to have Tim Miller's VFX house on this one, which is why they were able to keep it so under budget before. Uh, I'm sure they can find some kind of colleague. Well, or apparently Tim Miller put a lot of free work into that movie. Like he oh, did a lot wow. of work and got unpaid for it because it was so much passion. Yeah. So Dude, it's like us basically. I feel bad for Tim Miller. It's yeah, I feel bad for him too. But it sucks. Uh, I didn't know that. Kind of like 
us where we wouldn't be able to do our videos if we didn't do our visual effects ourselves. Like, yeah. there's no way we can afford another post VFX house. Let's let's rewind that. We wouldn't be able to film. We wouldn't be able to afford our videos if we didn't do almost everything by ourselves. That's true. I mean, even like you, we we have a, a prop master and costume designers, mm -hmm. and even though even though we have uh, the help of those amazingly talented people, we still go to the front lines, and you still help with the costumes and build the cockpits for Megazord versus Voltron mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I mean, it's like, but that's also cool because we get to keep our creative freedom. Exactly, which is like a benefit, but also like, yeah, we would if it's we had other people. <laughs> yeah, whenever we sent we uh, outsource that stuff and didn't have anything to do with it, it's always more expensive. So mm -hmm. uh, I can only imagine how much more expensive that is on a on a giant scale like that. So, so now that we know, do, are you guys worried? A little bit. I'll be honest. I am a little worried because I think that Tim Miller was a reason why the first one was as good as, uh, as, good as it was. And I think Ryan Reynolds is also a reason why it's as good as it was. And it's kind of shitty that, two, that they <coughs> both gave a really good contribution. And it sucks that like a creative difference. A it's like if, if you guys, if like one of like our you, Danny was like, we have a creative difference. This would never happen, obviously, but like I mean, it could happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and you guys, mm -hmm. like w within our project, you guys were like, no, we're going in different directions. Someone needs to take this over while, while I work on something yeah. else. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's messy for sure. Yeah, and I hope it never happens to us. But it must have been really, really, really serious oh, for yeah, them that, for him it, to yeah. leave the project. Yeah. Like it must have been a very like it, it must have been an uncompromising thing. Like, like you got to think about it. Like they must have been because they they're super collaborative people to begin with. Yeah, from what I hear. Yeah, from what I gather, and to be able to do this, what if leave you, the project? This if, must have been a very serious thing mm -hmm. for them for him to have. Yeah, left like or I said booted. before, creative differences. Yeah. What if in there's terms an agenda the there? Industry. What if there's an agenda though? What if like Fox brought him on for something else? And he still has something, something, he's still technically like, you don't think so? I think Fox would have loved to have kept Tim Miller if they, I mean, look at how much, they made almost a, what, more than Batman v Superman on a rated R superhero movie? No. That is unheard of. No, I thought Batman v Superman surpassed it. Grossing. It, even if it did, the fact that Deadpool got even close, close. Yeah. is it ridiculous. Was very close, we'll have yeah. to look up the numbers on that, but like, the fact that Deadpool even could come close to that is is showing how successful that they didn't even it didn't even go they didn't even show the movie in china which is a huge market yeah they didn't even show the movie Why in china they it in china they wouldn't allow it in china <laughs> it was banned yeah oh, it was really? banned. which is even more impressive yeah that's yeah because china is a huge market for the film industry if you the majority of the worldwide box office numbers are usually coming from China because it's such a big country with so many people. And you, people talk about domestic box I office all the time, but like the international box office numbers are usually way more than the domestic. Exactly. That's why Alice in Wonderland is one of the top grossing films of all time because it did really well internationally, even though it yeah. flopped in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. That's like so, most of the money that studios make back, oh, even just making deals off of buying scripts or mm. buying movie ideas are like they factor in how well it would do internationally because that even uh, what was it? Adi Shankar mm. explained the economics behind trying to pitch and sell a movie idea or sell a movie at a film festival is like you have to take into account what the box office for international uh, viewers are like. Because that's the big chunk of change that comes in. Interesting. 
I didn't. Well, I didn't know they didn't show it in in uh, yeah. China. Yeah, I didn't and know that. having Deadpool not show in China and still and make still, that much money—that's yeah. domestic. That's in, if that's, it showed in China, insane. it would have made so. It probably would have made a billion dollars. And that is something that Fox is like, okay, something's working. Yeah, like <laughs> it, I'm sure people at Fox were like, all right, is there a way we can make this work, dudes? Uh, because you guys as a team made a $50 million movie, a almost $800 million I, movie. I don't know, man, because with Fox, it just feels like since this is such a success, they're going to step in and be like, all right, we need you to do more of the same thing. And that's why we're behind Ryan Reynolds. I would not be surprised if that's what if that's why they took Ryan Reynolds' yeah. side, if that is what happened. Again, we don't know the too much of the logistics of this because mm-hmm. obviously they would not release that sort of even if there was a lot of hostility and animosity between them, they no, never no, released because that. that's not how you conduct yourself professionally. No, of course not. Wait, is it? I mean, <laughs> I mean nobody told Josh no. Trank. Uh, yeah. Shots fired. Quote, unquote, if you don't like my movie, go suck a dick. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Josh Trank. The end of, oh that God. was the end of that talk show that I actually I was really enjoying it until you said I was like, I, it's oh, going to be a surprise <laughs> if he ever works again in Hollywood. He My will. God. He'll probably do independent stuff. The, 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 I think the thing about Josh Trank is he is <laughs> independent, but like studio. I think Josh Trank is very much an auteur, and I think that we. I like his work, man. I think it's good. This is what I'm saying. I think yeah. that you can have an auteur working on a studio film because the studio is going to be involved and the auteur, like Jeremy said, uh, anyone, any director who takes himself very seriously usually isn't super collaborative and that is an issue and that will obviously, that will obviously cause problems, which is why because I think... you have a specific vision that you want mm-hmm. on right. your project. Yep. Right. You're not going to break on that if you really want that vision made yep. how you want it. I think Edgar Wright and Ant-Man is an example of that. I think mm-hmm. Joss Whedon and Avengers 2 is an example of that. And uh, I don't even really know if it... I don't even really know if I would fault Josh Trank 100% for all that or even the studio. I think it's like, you know, you, you hire someone with a very strict vision yeah. and you have that sort of reaction when things are all said and done it's like right. i don't yeah. know what you were expecting dude you you but josh trank is still somewhat at fault for his ha- way i think of they're all at it. fault really yeah. i think all of them are at fault for what happened with that film the way the film was uh marketed i mean i think that you should never Regardless of what happens, uh, and even if people are coming down on you, you should never blame. When you're in charge. No, no, I take that back. That was not Josh Trank. That was Max Landis. I got them mixed up. Fuck me. Uh, for what? Yeah, it's totally different people. <laughs> Two totally different people. A director and a writer? No, no, no. Um, uh, go suck a dick. That was Max Landis. Of course that wasn't Josh Trank. Oh. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Off I mean, topic. Keep going. Well, but just, that doesn't take away from the fact that Josh Trank still talked shit about his own project. Yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, I just not, wanted, I wanted well, to clear the air. I didn't want people to be like, hey, yo, Tony, you're talking shit. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I just wanted to clear that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you for, for the correction. Mm-hmm. That's important. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that is someone's important. reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but regardless, like, if you're working on a project that has this many eyes on it, you don't, like, professionally, you don't. Bad mouth your own project or the people that you work with. 
I can only imagine how frustrated he because was. Because yeah. when you're in an industry like this, word of mouth spreads fast. and you Social probably, media makes it even faster. Yeah, and you're probably not going to work again or collaborate with these people if word gets out that you are not a good collaborator or you're not or your reputation isn't good. Or yeah. are you just are you disrespectful? Yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> I mean, be a lot harder for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we don't know what happened 100%. Yeah. A lot of the things that we heard are just hearsay uh, and have I don't think are I think there's a lot of unsubstantiated things that have people have been like, yeah, he went and just totally trashed the house he was living in mm. uh, while he was filming Fantastic Four. And it's like is that true or is that not true? Is there something that know. happened there? It's like I, we know we don't know the Most details. Most of these are rumors anyway. This is a person's reputation, so you know. Yeah. But what we can confirm is yep. the stuff that he tweets out. Yep, that was that That's was out in the internet yep, now. One hundred percent will never go away. Ooh, I want to see. Oh well, he deleted it, yeah. but like there's I mean, still yeah. screen pictures and yeah. stuff. Pictures. Google. Anyway, no. um, anything that goes on the internet never goes away. Nope. Yep. So because someone was going to screenshot guys. it, remember that. Mm-hmm. Don't put anything on the internet that you don't want. There are to no see. secrets. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's a pretty uh, pretty solid synopsis of that whole situation. Yeah. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Want to talk about Guardians? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Is anybody surprised that that trailer was awesome? No. No. <laughs> no. I love that trailer. It's just like, oh, following suit. This exactly. Or it's like we just we teaser. Just, it's like a trailer. Yeah, teaser. It's like we. It's like you didn't even leave us. It's like right where we left off. <laughs> yeah. And baby Groot. So I really, Groot. you know what I really liked, and the thing that I noticed about this trailer, what? Because uh, I literally, this is the first time I watched it just now. Um, I like that in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket was sitting on Groot's shoulder majority of the time, yeah. and now Groot's sitting on Rocket's <laughs> shoulder, and I'm just like, I, I love the dynamic between those two yes. characters, man. That's Rocket cute. is my favorite. Oh, dude, Rocket's oh, no. my favorite too, dude. Rock, oh, but Rocket's damn, my favorite. Freaking I love Rocket. Batista's so good, yeah. though. He's he is good. No, like he comedic. His comedic value is sensational. But please give him more in this movie. He was <laughs> every he, time he did something, he was hilarious. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. Uh, the reflexes thing? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, just, it's like he went over his head. He's like, nothing, no, nothing, nothing goes, over, goes my over my head. My reflexes, reflexes are too, too fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch it. Like, what? No. He's not, I will catch it. I'm, I'm like a rocket raccoon. It's like, you can't say anything to him. It's, he's, he, he's taking it literal. Everything that you say, he's going to take it literal. <laughs> it's like, so good. I love how, I love literally. How, yeah, he's like, he's like, he will literally take everything that you say at face value. He's not... Uh, you can't give him any kind of metaphorical or hyper, hyper hyperbolic fucking anything. time chamber. Yeah, so Dude. funny. I love and I love. There was a few. There was a few parts that I forgot. I really need to rewatch that movie. That I Rocket Raccoon like made me laugh out loud. Like oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper, man. He, like, Brad I Coop. laughed out loud. He's like, ain't he no coops. one, ain't no one like me but me. He's like, you're a raccoon. <laughs> He's like, he's like, what's that? What, what, that that's you. what is a raccoon? That's you. That, that's you. You are you serious? That's literally what I what you are. That's, what, that's what, he's like, ain't no one like me but me. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh man. I mean, you're not wrong. I love it, dude. Rock I love it's Rock awesome. Rock I can't wait for this. It's this funny. Comes out May, March, Mar- uh, March, March. It's funny. Ooh. Everybody was talking about this. Wait, no, it might be May. It's mm. gonna be May. Okay. It's not enough for you. <laughs> oh. yeah, it's gonna be my musical triggers. Yeah. Musical triggers. Music. 
Make some people come together. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, just gotta wait it through. It's got a sexy All mouth, right. and I like to kiss it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be me. All right, we're done. All right, sorry. Sorry to all of you at home who just had to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what were you gonna say? No, I, I mean, it's only a teaser. We didn't really get much there, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. really good. It does look good. It looks really good. Um, it's gooten. Apparently, apparently, according to everybody, it's because the movie shot in 8K on red. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> no, don't call them stupid. They just don't know better. What? <laughs> Me and Jeremy were talking about this because every, I feel like a, a ton of people keep either tweeting at us or texting me and being like, oh, the movie looks so good because it's shot red 8K. And, uh, and I don't it, see a di- What's the di- I don't I see mean, a difference. Like, it's just like people are making a really big deal out of it, I feel like, at least in the... I feel a lot of people don't really know too much about camera equipment and all that. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Uh, so me and Jeremy were talking about it, and we just think it's kind of funny that everybody's making such a big deal out of it, uh, which, it, I mean, it is kind of a big deal, but yeah, Jeremy, you want to break it down? Um, well, resolution is cool and all, but... The fact that, like, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon about, oh, Guardians 2 is being, like, one of the first movies to be shot in Red's new uh, VistaVision sensor, which shoots in 8K. Mm. Uh, the, no one's talking about the fact that Road 1 is being shot in Alexa 65, yeah. which is 6K. Mm. Uh, the resolution doesn't really factor much into how the movie looks. It's just sharpness, which most of the time when people shoot anyway... In these like high-end digital cameras, they put filtration in front of it that diffuses the sharpness because it looks too sharp. Uh, that's <laughs> so, all resolution does, by the way, is like determine how sharp the image is depending on like how big of the projection in the theater is. It doesn't even matter on your screen because no one watches stuff in 8K. Are you kidding yeah, me? It's like, well, you don't. Yeah, like it doesn't make the image better. But what it the fact. I think the thing that people notice most about the the teaser is that it looks different is because the sensor size is different. Uh, normal movies, or normal Hollywood movies, uh, the standard is super 35-millimeter sensor size. Let's say it's this big. The VistaVision sensor is much bigger, which sensor size has a much bigger effect on how you perceive an image. That's why Rogue One looks like such a different type of Star Wars movie is because, yes, production design, storytelling, like all of this factors right. into it. But the it, the whole movie is shot on the Alexa 65, which, if you didn't know, is like three super 35 millimeter sensors turned sideways and then stacked together, oh, which wow. makes a much bigger sensor me, size. To give them an example, wouldn't uh, isn't sensor size the reason why like an iPhone camera? You don't. It doesn't look as sharp, and it, it looks different from like a DSLR, but it has kind yes. of the same capability within. Yeah, you you the have operating a, system. Yeah, you yeah. have a iPhone that shoots 4K, and then you have a GH4 that shoots 4K, and then you have an Alexa which shoots 1920 10, 1920 by 1080. Yeah, 1080p. Yeah, or the Alexa Classic shoots 1080p. So mm-hmm. all high resolution, all great resolution, right? But the but Alexa it's... actually has is only 1920 by 1080 compared right. to an iPhone that shoots 4K, and then a GH4 that shoots 4K. But it's the yeah. sensor size that really makes the difference yeah that like i think the biggest effect that the sensor size has on an image is the depth of field depth of field and uh the larger the sensor size the shallower the depth of field at the same focal length um so, so that was a lot so or at the same field of view sorry 
Um, Nobody's arguing that Guardians doesn't look amazing. Yeah, it's and it's isn't one of the most beautiful movie. movies uh, that's coming out. It but I feel great, like people yeah. making a big deal out of the fact that it's 8K. Yeah, and that's what they're making a big yeah. deal out of. It's like you know, you're Do not you, you're actually missing. You're the, missing the point. Do you understand what resolution is? Do yeah, you it's understand like, what that 8K stands for? It's like the 8K isn't just isn't like the the defining factor there. You're 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 dwelling on a detail that's actually not definitively why it looks, <laughs> it looks better. better like yeah. we're not debate we're not arguing that it doesn't look better we're arguing that that what you think looks better isn't the, the reason, reason you the reason you think it looks better is not actually the reason why it actually yeah, looks better yeah. that's why IMAX looks so different too mm. is because i the IMAX film is huge it looks like you're looking at a picture when you're picking up the frame oh really <laughs> yeah like yeah. I don't. I didn't know cameras that. are loud. They're they are loud, loud and they're huge. They're loud and they're big. Have you guys ever seen a an IMAX film camera? Oh no, I saw one for Interstellar, like the set of Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, it's like Christopher Nolan's like this standing, thing. Like, <laughs> and you're on a gearhead. You're turning like these huge gears to be able to move the camera on a tripod. And then they built, they stripped it down. Uh, IMAX stripped a ca- one of their versions down into a shoulder rig, <laughs> and that was like for a couple of shots on Interstellar in the cornfield because they, there's no way they could have been carrying that around for so long. How, yeah. God, it's got to be like a, over 100 pounds, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm. And the film, so the film is so big, the frame size is so big that like uh, the reel of IMAX film, it runs horizontally rather than vertically, like how a traditional film camera okay. runs. And it only lasts, like each reel lasts maybe four minutes what yeah because 24 frames a second and you're going through like so much film yeah it's pretty crazy that's so expensive yeah oh yeah that's why not a lot of movies are shot on imax because like, christopher so... nolan's the only one yeah because they can afford it <laughs> that's so expensive i didn't know if you that. think about it every christopher nolan movie has more and more scenes shot on imax so like yeah because begins... budget kept bigger yeah batman begins had no imax then dark knight had a few scenes in imax yeah like i think 13 minutes yeah, total? and then Dark Knight Rises, twenty minutes total, something like that. Interstellar. 17. God, could you Interstellar imagine being has one of those like actors? The most, like thirty minutes total or something. Thirty like. minutes of IMAX. Be one of those actors. Do not <laughs> screw up. <laughs> you have one take. <laughs> you have one take. Get it right. You have one take right now, and you have one take tomorrow. <laughs> Don't screw up. This is what. This, <laughs> that's what's funny about film is like you think about digital, and you're just like you could just delete the footage that you don't want. Just but keep like, going. Yeah, just, but you have plenty of memory cards. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> and, but you use film. It's like that's when crap gets expensive. It's like you better be good at your job. Yeah, mm. do your thing. Girl. I just thought it was really funny um, that you know, like people keep saying, "Oh, it's Red 8K." Blah blah blah. It's like, it's like, do nah, you know what it, that means? Yeah, yeah. No. It, 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 it just makes me laugh. It's like. Uh, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like people, you know, they don't really know better. So you make a big deal out of something mm-hmm. that's not as big of a deal. And those keyboard warriors trying to, like, explain why the science is better. Have you shot on it before? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm again, just saying. again, the sensor size is Are why. Are you a cinematographer? <laughs> I'm not saying that I know any better, but, like, come on, guys. Like, understand like you what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like you can't. That's not something that you can like throw your opinion out because you've never like no one has ever done it. Like, and it's cool to speculate, but s- just speculate. Don't try to set the record straight when you don't necessarily know. Yeah, you know, like 
It's like you're trying awesome. to tell me about my health when you're not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's like... Hey, you should really start eating more fiber. Are you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a good one? Ginger. You eat enough ginger, you'll live to be 150. Like that old Nazi guy. Oh, yeah. That, uh, if you guys, I don't, what episode was that? I don't know. There was, okay, so we, we, one of our previous episodes, if you're not a consistent listener, uh, when we went to VidCon, we actually. Last, uh, not we, this year, yeah? This was last year. Last year. Uh, we got, uh, we basically, our car, we went off roading for some stupid reason that <laughs> I won't get into. And then we. A our, shortcut. Our tow truck guy was a man with swastikas and uh, stuff tattooed all over his body. He told us that uh, that weed will help us live forever. And we're like, thank you, Nazi drug guy. Yeah, no, he meant. <laughs> we'll he, keep that in mind. You he, have six teeth in your entire mouth. He, he, <laughs> no, he meant literally. Like you'll live forever. Yeah, he was not. It was not joking. He told us that he, there were dinosaur Straight bones, face. dinosaur bones uh, buried by his house. Hey, was, you come was, with me uh, with your cameras. You come, I'll show you. No, sir. Yeah, you. you should do a documentary. Take yeah, some pictures. We got the hell out of there as soon as possible. Watch that episode. It's really funny. Interesting. Uh, it was horrifying at the time, but <laughs> funny looking back. Everything's, yeah, everything's, I guess. <laughs> everything's funny in yeah. retrospect. <laughs> but I wanted to say, like, uh, if you guys. If you guys ever wonder, you have your iPhone and you're shooting, or you know, whatever phone you have, I'm going to use iPhone for this example, you're, and then you go and you shoot 4K, and then compared to if you went and tried to shoot on an Aerie Alexa, uh, Alexa M, which shoots 1080p, the sensor size is proof. You look at the footage in the two, and you see how compressed and... and, and uh, even though the iPhone shot, Shallow. yeah, shot in 4K, yeah. it looks nothing, even close to the quality of what you can get with an Alexa. So uh, there you go. There's a, a yeah. little a little lesson. Nobody's again. Nobody is disputing Guardians of the Galaxy looking amazing. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be one of the best looking movies of this year. But know why that it looks no, good? No, it comes out next year. Next year, one yeah. of the best looking movies of next year. But just no people who are trying to tell us about. I will give Red credit. The Vista Vision sensor has a really good color science to it. Dude, Red and Airy are both amazing. They're both amazing brands and yeah. produce amazing quality. And they're just tools. Mm-hmm. It's just the box. It's like the Jeremy painter, says, it's not the, the painter, brush. not the paintbrush. Yeah. It's the painter, not the brush. It's the painter, not the comb. Nope, that's not it. What? What was it again? What was it again? What are you talking about? <laughs> you keep saying things. You keep going. <laughs> No that's, one's, how I, that's how I do. No it. one's picking up what you're putting down, dude. That's how I do it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, hey. last part of the episode is spoiler alert. It's a spoiler for Walking Dead. We the all watched the AMC's episode. The Walking Dead season premiere of The and Walking now. Dead. Oh boy! And now we want to talk about it. Oh so boy. if you do not want to be spoiled. The remainder of the episode, we'll be talking about Walking Dead. This is probably going to be another 10-minute segment. If you haven't seen it, come back, watch it later. We waited to the end of the episode to talk about it since it's full of spoilers. So, we're talking about spoilers of The Walking Dead. You have three seconds. Three, two, one. All right, ready. What uh, the fuck? Oh, my God. I was stressed the whole time. <laughs> Clench everything. Decimal point. Neutron star. So... Before we actually talk about like the context of the episode, I was reading some reviews and they were so harsh that it would felt like bullying. Yeah. They were so mean about this episode of The Walking Dead. And I was just like, this episode of The Walking Dead is an example of great filmmaking as like great series of reveals. 
I think. Apparently, just, you, the, just the tone. Just oh my god! Like the the tone and oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The pacing. Yeah. The pacing in this episode it was freaking great, dude. It was like they did everything right. Everything was calculated and like right on the dot. You were just like, oh this my god! This whole episode was character development for Negan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What were the criticisms? <clears throat> Brutal. What? Brutal. What no. did they say? They're what? saying, hold on. So uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Hey, hey um, you stop yelling at everybody. One of, the big, one of the big things is that, uh, I, I forgot who said it. I'm going to look it up in a second, but just to kind of get you guys started. Mm-hmm. One of the reviews was saying that Walking Dead is so stupid and hopes that we are so stupid as viewers that we... Uh, let them tell us a story with literally weak characters and no development and counts uh, strictly on shock factor in order to keep people interested. And there's like, and the, the story isn't going anywhere. The characters aren't going anywhere. It's not interesting. Who said this? I don't know. Is he a writer? Uh, but Is he or she a writer? It was it was a big website. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where it was. Uh, I, I feel like this goes back into our other discussion about does your... Everyone can have opinion, but does it hold any kind of merit or value depending on like how you view this is still entertainment. Yeah, it's not like it's art, entertainment, filmmaking, whatever you want to call it. Um, You can feel however you want to feel about it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. It's perfectly valid. But well, due to the, due to the saturation within film and where we are at now within the time scale and the history of film. There has to be some kind of entertainment factor, always, because oh, it's yeah. a visual art. So you have to be entertained, because if, if you're not entertained, then why watch it? But you... if your arguments are about weak characters, like, where's your basis? I want yeah. to hear your argument about that. There's a whole article on IndieWire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is one of the arguments that I read, uh, is just saying that it's it's a pretty shallow story. So this is, like, the last sentence of the article, and they gave it a D-. minus. So... <clears throat> Interesting. Um, it was miserable and tedious and made me feel bad. Not in an emotionally compelling way, just in a I could be watching something of value way. Who needs this shit? Um, I don't, and, it, and gave it a D minus. I just like, said that this whole episode was like character development for Negan. It's showing you how he operates yeah. and like what kind of person he is. It's, also, Glenn is a great character. Um, all he has been trying to do is just do good and help people. And he hasn't killed anyone before except for you know, that one guy in the uh, the warehouse, Negan's warehouse place mm-hmm. with the bad guys. But other than that, like, he's just trying to help people. And he, he people, like, the, they did him so wrong. They did him so wrong. I mean, that's how he died in the comic books, which is yeah. almost like, is it a good thing that they stayed true to the comics? Was it a big surprise for everybody that he got? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, when I saw them kill Abraham, I was like, oh, shit. So it was Abraham. And then he bopped. And then you see Daryl punches him in the face. And then I was like, is he going to kill Daryl? And then you just see him bop Glenn yeah. on the head. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I knew See, exactly what he was going to do, man. I was like, he's going to kill either Daryl or Abraham, I, and then he's going to kill Glenn. Yeah, and when they kind of established... See, this, I've, in my opinion, it's good storytelling because they established Negan as such a ruthless character that you didn't know what was going to happen, and anything was plausible. Like, 
I thought that Daryl might die, or I thought Rick was going to lose his arm with the whole axe thing. Yeah. Like, they I were definitely teasing it. Yeah, I seriously thought that anything could happen now because Abraham died, Glenn just died, and then fucking, uh, the, I thought that Rick was actually going to chop off Carl's hand with that axe. I thought that they were actually going to do like, it. From because like forearm down. Because yeah. of how they established Negan as a character and that kind of series of reveals and that character development because now they've established in this universe, in this episode, this story with Negan, that kind of thing can happen. So it even kept you... It kept me on the edge of my seat because I thought I was... The reason I was stressed the whole time because I thought that these things could have happened. Well, this is the thing. This is why I loved... I didn't and love I this episode. It. I didn't love this episode. I loved the... The surprise of this episode. And mm-hmm. that's the thing because there was a time when The Walking Dead, at least in my opinion, was starting to get very formulaic. It started to see like, okay, only characters that aren't really that big of a deal are going to die. And we're okay with that. And it mm-hmm. was starting to let you get comfortable with that. And we needed yeah. something that we needed this. And we needed a character it like a Negan scare. to do it. And we needed an actor like Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan to do oh, this. Oh, he nailed Negan. And that's the thing. And that's why I was like, the, dude, Because now dead, no man. one is safe. It feels like no one is safe. Like, I don't know. We don't know what the rest of the season holds. But. I feel like there's this, just a constant, like, there's this constant battle in my head. And, like, I see it I see it in, like, small, like, playoff tiers of, like, shows. Like, and it's always going up. And the number one is always going to be Game of Thrones, right at the top. But number two, in, like, two to four is always shifting. Dude, Walking Dead got right up to number two this mm-hmm. week. <laughs> Walking Dead right now, I, feel, I am more, in, I, I am way. anticipating more Walking Dead than any other show right now. More than any other show because th- that is good TV. That was that was great, man. I loved it. I, you know, uh, well, one of the articles that I read, and I wish I could find it. I was just spent a few minutes looking for it, and I can't find it. And it was actually like it was almost berating the viewer for liking it, and that upset me a little bit because I was like, dude, you don't like the show? Fine, don't be a dickhead to the people who like the show. Holy crap! Like. Isn't that Ugh. an example of everything that... Killing your credibility. Yeah, it's just like, oh, so, okay, so you don't like the show. You don't think the show has any merit or value, so nobody else should, uh, and that makes them all That's stupid a, for You need to separate it, right? your opinion from what you think is fact. I mean, it's like... Is it, like, one of the big complaints I think I saw was that it... Um, is that they didn't need to do the cliffhanger. It wasn't necessary. And I almost kind of agree. I almost wish the last episode ended with him bashing someone's head in and this episode started. Like, wouldn't it have been freaking insane if in the last episode you see him bashing in Abraham's head, cut to black, and then this episode picks up with with the exact moment that we saw but did just didn't flash back to Abraham dying and then we actually see Glenn gets killed too and then they save this for this episode and it's like how much of a WTF moment would that have been That'd and then be you, cool. and you would have you wouldn't have had to lean so reliantly uh on uh you wouldn't have to been so reliant on the uh on the cliffhanger, which wasn't really necessary, but they did see record numbers on this premiere. Yeah. I knew that I had to watch it because uh as soon as as soon as the show aired in on the East Coast, I already started getting emails about yep. who the who died, yep. and I was getting pissed. Off. I was like, "What are you? It hasn't even aired on our side of the country yet. Stop freaking sending yeah. emails with spoilers, you dickheads." That's why I'm glad I get busy at my day job. Yeah, and I I didn't get off till seven. I just put so my phone from down. like it aired. Where when did it air there? Um, 
our time would have been like right at seven, right? Yeah, it would have been like seven on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Seven on the East Coast, so uh, four here, yeah. four o'clock, right? Yeah, four, yeah. So four or five. So uh, like during that time was like when the I, the busiest I got that day. So I I had no time, and I had to go get mm-hmm. some stuff for Chris's Halloween project. I actually kind so. of forgot that it was airing that day on Sunday. So. Uh, I was checking my email, and the first thing that popped up was Negan's Kill Revealed. I just turned it off, and I left my phone, yep. like, away from me. And I downloaded, uh, what was I? Sling? AMC? AMC. Um, and see, the cliffhanger thing, I think that's just a matter of preference and taste. Yeah. Depending on what kind of filmmaker you are. Right. Uh, what kind of storyteller you are. I liked it, and I believe that the cliffhanger is obviously a business choice more than anything yeah. uh, to keep viewers to come back. Yep. Because if they reveal the kill that uh, was Abraham in the first place in the last episode, people might not come back to watch because what if Abraham was their favorite character and they're, sure. they're mad at the show? Or they're like, okay, we already know who it is. Why that would have been a gutsy watching? call. That would have been a very gutsy call. That would have been like, ooh. Yeah. Like, I, to that me, was, that was yeah, crazy, and, but that's gutsy. And it gutsy. totally makes sense why they left with the cliffhanger. Like, that's just a business decision, mostly, I think. Why well, did a few folks on Twitter be like, I'm done with the show. I'm never watching it again. <laughs> John, Johnny, our composer, was like, I, I turned it off. I'm disgusted. I'm never going to watch the show again. You know, man, if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me they were going to stop watching Game of Thrones when their favorite character died, uh, I'd probably be a millionaire because <laughs> I, I cannot count the number of times that I've seen people say, I will never watch the show ever again. And then they're back posting about it the next week and it's or the next season. They start watching it again. It's just like I, I'm not to not to say anything to Johnny. I, f- I freaking love that, dude. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, it is a show. Um, if you don't like the violence, that's totally uh, fair and understandable. But you know, these are fictional characters; they're gonna die. It, it sucks, but um, you're in a zombie apocalypse. You, this yeah, is Glenn, Glenn, Glenn is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. He is, and was, and probably will continue to be my favorite character on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, he was from the first episode he was introduced, and he was until the moment of his demise. And I love that character. He was. Uh, awesome in every way i'm glad they gave him so many moments to shine Mm -hmm. um i wish they didn't do that stupid fake out last season if they were just going to kill him now um because that feels like didn't that that feel a bit yeah Yeah. redundant um i was more definitive this time but like i i feel like that wasn't a necessary thing in the last episode they should have done that to like daryl or something uh just because people actually do care about Daryl, and that would have gotten people all riled up. Yeah, but and uh, you don't really know his fate because Daryl, it wasn't written a written character in the graphic novel, right? Exactly, exactly. He's an original character for the show. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mm. enjoyed the episode. I enjoy the show. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop watching the show. Uh, this episode was really graphic. You know, usually when we see a lot of gore and violence, it's usually. Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, no, it's usually HBO. it's usually zombies oh, that yeah. are the gore part. Yeah, and they're already dead, so it's like there's something like almost you know like fake about that. But then when you see actually humans like living, yeah, people like, get their heads bashed and stuff. It's like it's a little bit more disturbing. It's like a completely different feeling that you get. Sure, just going like, back to the world building. Yeah, this is totally character development. So, um, I you know I'm excited for what the show's gonna bring. I'm excited to see characters like Ezekiel and King Ezekiel, and mm. I'm excited to see characters like uh, Jesus. I, I really liked him right from the get go. Yeah, uh, and I think that he's gonna be a really interesting character. I haven't read the comics. Um, like I said, this is a good scare because now 
I believe that anything can happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah that, and that's the cool thing. They set this up now. It's like this is this was like I really think that this was like a make or break premiere for them, and they did it. And they did it really. They already well. got renewed for another season. Yeah, and it's like that was. Dude, that was like for me at least, and I think for a lot of people this was make or break. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, because like, and some people it broke. Yeah, it broke. It broke them. They were like, "Nope, this sucked. I hated it." And it's like for me, I was like, <laughs> "Dude, that's exactly what I love about good TV." Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. That's why I watch film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it one of your favorite Walking Dead episodes? That's my favorite. Oh no. Mm. Oh, it's so hard. Hmm. That's a hard one, man. Because. It's definitely not mine. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I think my favorite was when they got back at the Terminus people. That was probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Okay. I think this is my favorite episode so far. Yeah. Wow. Because of how tense it made me feel. Yeah. Like, no episode so far has evoked this kind of emotion for me throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was yeah, heavy, I can't man. think of anything else. Carissa, I mean, I watched it with Carissa, uh, Jesse, who was my cousin, um, and Alyssa, Carissa's uh, best friend. And we, uh, Carissa, Carissa was worked up, dude. She was crying. Mm. There was that part, dude, that part where Maggie stands up. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was, that was heavy, man. That was, a, that was heavy, really, dude. The, the shot that got me was that kind of reenactment of what Glenn would have been like with his kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if the kid wasn't there and it was just, like, that kind of dinner scene, that would have been really cheesy and corny. But for me, it was the kid being there that hit it for me. I was like, oh, shit, he's never going to see his kid. Yeah. And that kid is going to grow up without a dad. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't one of my favorite episodes, um, but I did enjoy it. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of what my favorite episode was. Oh, man. No, my favorite. That my Honestly, like, I can name it down to the scene. That one, that that time where the where uh, the, the terminus kids is like right in front of him, and he's like, "You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this." And he's like, and he's like, being almost like da- he's like dastardly begging for his life. I was like, "You're an idiot. Just beg for your life. Like level with the guy." And he's trying to be dastardly about it. And Rick's like, "Yeah, you're right." And he like gets real close to me. He's like, "But I made you a promise," and like looks at Daryl, and I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> And they just start just plowing into these guys with knives, and you see Sasha just get crazy. Damn. And then like Glenn's like, oh, <laughs> oh god. He's like, what? I think that was I, like down to the scene. <clears throat> that was my favorite. I think my favorite episode, actually, now that I I think back at it, was the episode where uh, the governor threw Glenn inside of that room, and like Maggie oh, was in yeah. the other room. This is when I was just like, oh, Glenn is such a badass now. Yeah. And Glenn is tied to the chair, and the governor just throws a, a walker in there, and he still the fends like, him off. Yeah, and then you see him like get out of the chair, break out, fucking kill the walker, and then just ah, just yell. And I was just like, that was so epic. <laughs> another another really great scene with Rick. I, dude, honestly, I think my favorite character is Rick. Shit, my favorite character is Rick. I just figured Rick. it out. Um, was when those nasty biker dudes were trying to get all weird with oh, Carl, and he's ooh, and like yeah. you just see you just this see straight this, bit that guy's neck you out. You see this emotion <laughs> drop over Andrew Lincoln's face, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, that's when I was sold. I was like, Andrew Lincoln is an incredible actor, dude, mm-hmm. or ha- is an incredible actor with great direction. And he, you just see this, and it's like he just looks up and is like, no, mm. and you're just like, 
oh shit hmm. and he just like looks at this guy and he, this crazy look in his eye and he just bites this dude's neck i was like oh Ooh. shit i was like dude what he just he just, just protect the shit out of this guy that was crazy mm-hmm. i have a lot of fun with the walking dead man it's not one of my favorite shows but it's a show that i enjoy watching week to week yeah and it's like uh, uh, you know, you see these reviews that are just like, oh, it's mindless and stupid. It's fuck, there's no direction. It's what? just like, dude, uh, you know what, man? I don't even care. It's a fun How is show, it man. So it's wait. fun. It's intense. It's I got you. Got to read the reviews <sighs> for yourself. There, there is merit to what some of these people are saying about it, but like, I don't look at the show the way that they're looking at it. I look at it as a as a fun experience, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like it feels like there are much dumber shows that have a lot more. Uh, praise to them and i'm just like are you mad because it's gone seven six six seasons seven dude just seven seasons yeah just based on the idea that we actually have a genre of show called reality television i don't want to hear anything about a narrative show based who's getting produced by the actual writer of the graphic novels and it's high production value i don't want to hear anything nothing if you watch reality television that's (laughs) it there's no. Hey, I watch Survivor. Survivor's awesome. Survivor's different. Okay, that's like a game show thing. That's different. I'm talking like Survivor's Jersey Shore. Awesome. Mario, a friend, Mario Takahashi yeah, yeah. was on this season. Yeah, salty. Hell, salty. Salty lady. Um. Yeah. No. That. That's what I mean. It's just like, dude, you can't like. You're you're talking about a show that there's real acting. There's real emotion. There's real. There's you're watching something like people are making film history. When you're you're bashing on it, like don't like it's one thing to say, oh, this show lost itself, but it hasn't. Even like look at the journey and the investment that people have been watching the show. This is on its seventh season, dude, and they just signed someone like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's a big deal, dude. That's a really big deal. Like he's an A-list actor. Is he an A-list actor? He's an A-list actor, right? He's getting up there. Yeah, he's he's up there, man. Like, we're Thomas Wayne. I feel like we're watching his A-list being solidified right now. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. like... Agreed. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this guy This guy is a very, very good actor, very talented actor, and knows what he's doing. And Super likable while being... A crazy sociopath. Monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a evil. total monster. That smile. Uh, yeah. The whole time. Too see, charming. See? He's smiling the entire time. That's his character trait. And then when he's not smiling and he does that scowl... Give it's me, like get me my it's almost axe. Like, and it's dude, like, oh shit! It's almost like when he was like when he called schizophrenic. It's, yeah, it's almost like he's like bipolar yeah. or something. When he called Rick a little, he's not like unlike a little bitch I know. He just called. Oh, I was like, whoa! I was like, did he just, just call like, him a bitch? It's just like, damn, dude! <laughs> insult to injury. Jeez, what a jerk! Dude, his there there was a scene character development when when there was a scene that he turned around and it was a mid shot, and he's like, oh. I can see how this is really tearing you guys up <laughs> and I'm really sorry. And then like, he just, I and really then, am. and he's like, I really am. But I told you, <laughs> and just like, Oh, you fuck. Oh, and I that, was when, that was when he just bopped Glenn on I the was head. Like, I was like, Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, I cannot wait for you to die, but I'm going to enjoy while you're alive. I don't think he's going to die anytime soon, man. He's not. He's still no, he's not. in the he's comics. Well, that's the thing. Well, does it, it within <laughs> the... Alert. Oh, my God. I guess. I guess, dude. So, within the comics, does is King Ezekiel, like, the... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, dude. I really don't. I don't know anything about King Ezekiel. I don't know. I, I specifically... We'll find out. 
I I started reading the comics and then I decided that I like the comics, but I like the show. Um, the comics, <laughs> I just feel like I'm so far behind. There's no way I can catch up to that. It's a I think they're on 150 issues right now, and Negan's introduced in issue 100, and he's still around. Oh wow! Wow! Oh boy! From what I understand, from oh what I understand. Oh boy! But you know, then I mean, like, and this is the thing about spoilers from the comics. It's like Glenn's death happened to be consistent with the comics. Abraham's was not. Uh, Rick lost well, his hand in the comics. He did not in the show. He might still. Yeah. He may, but Abraham, I still I feel like we're in for a wild ride this <coughs> season. Here's the thing, dude. Abraham only died an ep- two episodes off of when he was supposed to. He's, he was supposed to get shot by the arrow, and I did my own studying on that. So he wasn't really that off. I didn't know Green Arrow was in the show. Shut up. <laughs> oh, shut up. My name is Oliver Queen. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um... <laughs> Go Sorry, on. I'm I'm throwing shade. My bad, guys. Uh, Shut it. And uh, so he was only two or three episodes off. So we don't really know. Like, like what gl- if when Rick loses his hand, it's like the mid-season finale? That's what I mean. Like, I when Andrea is still alive in the comics. Oh, she mm. de- she dead. She been dead for three seasons. <laughs> she did four seasons. Maybe they maybe they just traded that off with Daryl though. Maybe he kind of just took her place. No, uh, Sasha. Sasha. Sasha is her replacement. Oh, oh. Mm, ish, mm, ish. Okay, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So not like verbatim. I mean, they're different people. <laughs> so, but like role like wise, some of some of the scenarios. I, I, I don't quote me on this because this is only what I've been told. Some scenarios that Andrea had um, were passed on to Sasha. Sasha. I like Sasha, man. She's. I think she's a really solid character. They've taken different. They've they've taken deviations from the comics. So there are things that are consistent. The things that are not. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to say that the show will follow the footsteps of the Still comics because it hasn't. Game. Dude, yeah. surprisingly, actually, like I really, and that was one of the big things for me too, is that I, she was my most unliked character with Sasha, and this this episode was real for it. It built up, but this episode was like the solidifier for me. Um, when I, and now I'm on her side, and I really like I'm actually looking forward to seeing her more. Yeah, where I really didn't care, honestly. Mm. Like until they broke up, until they had that scene, I was like, "Huh, wow, she's actually kind of an interesting character." Like, because she got a little bit more screen time, and honestly, I can remember like there was a scene. Sasha or Sasha? No. Oh, Are you thinking about Mar- is it Maria? No. What is her name? Oh, as. No, Man. I think it starts with an M. Mm. His name uh, Abraham's ex-girlfriend. I'm sorry, I'm getting this mixed up. Sasha has always been an interesting character to me. I take that back. I'm talking about Abraham's ex-girlfriend, and I forgot her name. Is it starts with an M or an R? Hold on, I'll... Rosita. 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 Yeah. Rosita. 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 In every sense, to me, was the my most like the most uninteresting character to me. Like I just did not care. Mm-hmm. And like I remember there was a scene like when they were when Abraham beat the living hell out of your boy, um, when he when he found out that he lied, like she was in the scene, I was like, Can you can you just leave? Like you're not doing anything in the <laughs> scene. Like I, I remember like why is she in the scene? Like she just should have just like removed Who's her from your the boy? scene. What are you talking about? Um uh Abraham uh Eugene when oh, he beats the living hell yeah, out of yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Um and what a cool, what a cool development with that. I always one too, liked man. Abraham. I'm sad that he died. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. He had. Uh, the you f- can definitely tell which one's the fan favorite, though. <laughs> Glenn. Yeah. Oh, Glenn. Glenn is my favorite character. Yeah, but I did like Abraham By too. By far, uh, 
<laughs> the focus was on Glenn's death, not Abraham. For sure. But I do want to throw this out there <clears throat> that this opens up uh this opens up Steven Yoon, Yoon to be Nightwing. Nightwing. I'm just yeah. saying he's free yeah. now. Yoon! I am so okay. I'm so with it, dude. So many I, contracts have ended. I'm I'm <laughs> I am so with Dude. That would be Steven Yoon being Nightwing. But that'd be dope. So we should wrap sick. it up. Any last thoughts? I want to see more. Yep. I want to see more Negan. It's a vampire dude, if, bat. If they announce that Steven Yoon is gonna be Nightwing, I will be so happy. <laughs> Dude, that is. I'm totally oh. with that cast. I know a lot of people aren't. I'm totally with that casting, and I'm, I'm a down. huge Nightwing fan. Huge Nightwing fan. Yeah, obviously, I and wonder. Every single actor that they've listed off that they said is potential to be Nightwing, I've always said, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I just you're just picking. I strive to be like Steven Yoon. Me too. Wait, wait, like, what do you mean? I you know his brother just is the dude him. from Fast and the Furious. I just found that out. Yeah, yeah. Hisani told me that. That makes I was like, huh. sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh my god, they look so much alike. Hisani was saying that he should be Nightwing, and I was like, no. Nah, dude, I'm with Steven. He's Yoon. got too much of a scowl. He, yeah, I he, like I like Steven Yoon. He's a little bit more like wholesome looking. Wholesome and that's, looking. And that's, <laughs> that sounds. I don't mean it. Like, no, I, mean, I see what you mean. No, he's, 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 he seems he, like a nice guy. Yeah, he, no, he just look. Yeah, he just looks like he he looks like a Dick Grayson to me. I mean, that's yeah. He, he like looks he's like got a, a really, likable person. He's got a really infectious smile. If I mean, you give him really good, witty, like comical material, he's going to be able to pull it off. Oh yeah. Have you seen his interviews? Like yeah, it's he's, awesome. He's it's so great. charming. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I, I wish. Please, yeah. DC. Get him, they're going to they're make so many people mad with that him, decision. I don't a, even care. It makes me happy. <laughs> contract and get him real yoked. Oh, dude. Get him like super yoked. He's oh, going to be in a superhero movie. He's going to yeah. get freaking jacked. Dude, hell yeah. His brother's Jack, so I can't imagine. His brother's Jack. His brother's Jack. <laughs> Jack. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hawk Talk. Uh, thank you for listening to us talk for too long about stuff that you probably care about, I guess. Slightly less than Sli- us. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly less or more than us. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in week to week. If you guys like the show, please support the show. Support us over on Patreon. Share the show with y- all your friends. And... Uh, most importantly, share the work that we spent months and months and thousands of dollars producing, Power Rangers versus Voltron. Please check that out if you haven't already. Give it a good old share. And uh, check out the behind the scenes and our VFX breakdown over on Robot... Uh, sorry, Robot Underdog. Sorry, those are our friends who made the Dragon Ball Z fan film. Um, uh, I was... Uh, Roundtable Studio. Sorry, uh, I was just talking to Rita from Roundtable from <laughs> from uh, from Robot Underdog about their panel on uh, yeah on Saturday at uh, at uh, uh, L A Comic Con. I will also be on a uh, Walking Dead panel. I forget what the details are, but it is at on. It's on Sunday at noon. I will post more details on Twitter. Yeah, so make sure you follow Twitter. me on Twitter. I'm at Daniel the Ship. Tony. Is that Walk on Tony? Jeremy. Is that Jeremy Lee with three Y's? Like us on Facebook because we don't have enough likes on Facebook and really would help us out. Man, we post a lot of cool stuff on Facebook and get the guys to post more. Oh right. my God, what? Post turn, more on Facebook. Turn, turn, to, turn into Gene turn. from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Gene's the boy. Am I missing anything? No, I think you're good. No. No. I just right. want to dance, Dad. <laughs> That's Tina. Jimmy Jr. That's Tina. Dude, G- oh, that's, yeah, Jimmy Jr. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Jr. Dude, Jimmy Jr.'s voice gives me anxiety. So does uh so does Bob's friend. What's his name? Uh the guy who's always eating burgers. That's Tina. Tina's hilarious.
What's, what's Thank up? you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye. Isn't, isn't she ugly? <laughs> isn't she? Yeah? What? I, I can't. Is she what? Horrible? Horrible. I cut mean, that out. Cut that yeah. out. Yeah. Damn it, Tony. Sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck you.